we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for May 24th, 2021. And uh, today, kind of a two-part study. Um, the first part we're going to be talking about primarily the situation going on in Israel and Palestine. And um, then the second part, I would say, regarding all the information I have presented up to this point on the scamdemic kill shot, whole COVID-19 agenda, <clears throat> uh, it's the most bombshell information I've ever brought forth. And I, I might say that again next week, but this information I will attempt to cover this week, I, I it's just mind-boggling what these kill shots are actually doing as we find out more and more about them, as more and more research is done, as more things are leaked about them, ingredients in them. We're going to be looking at some dark field microscopy, which is something I actually used to do when I was in practice back in Florida. Uh, and I was kind of waiting for that to come out. Because that's a really good way, to, and we're actually going to be, and I, the slides are in the uh, PDF for this date, <clears throat> in the PDF, well, as I put out every week, or whenever I do an audio. So you can actually look at them for yourself. Now, um, we're, we're going to be getting into that a lot later. I, I'm, I'm going to try to cover as much as I can. I've got probably more material than I can possibly cover today, but I'm going to do my best to get through as much of it as I can. Just going to go ahead and rotating our... Warfare prayers. This is the uh, uh, the prayer against witchcraft, and it's it's really a a protective prayer over you and your family and other Christians as well. And so I'll go ahead and just open us up there, uh, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we plead the precious, uncorruptible blood of Jesus over the body of Christ, the innocent, ourselves, our families, and everything that belongs to us. We ask for giant warrior angels or whatever kind of angels are necessary to be loosed from heaven to surround us and protect us. As your war club and weapons of war, we break down, undam, and blow up all walls of protection around all witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, and the like that are attacking us. And by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we break their power and all their curses, hexes, vexes, spells, charms, fetishes, psychic prayers, psychic thought, all witchcraft, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, prayer, prayer chains, and everything else being sent our way or our family members' way or to the body of Christ and the innocent. And we return it and the demons and the devils and the evil entities and the fallen angels to the senders right now, sevenfold, and we bind it to them by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray these lost souls will find the light of your son Jesus. Their own snares and traps have been set against themselves. In the name of, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we now loose them from all mind control of Satan. Father, we also ask that you bind the Holy Spirit to their hearts as a guide to your son Jesus, so that they may be set free from the bondages of Satan. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And that's a good one to, I mean, they're all good to print out. That's one I typically will say one to two times per week, just as part of my prayers, typically. Um, and it's a very, very, cover a lot of bases with that prayer. And a lot of times we might be going through things and we're not understanding why everything we're doing seems like almost cursed or it's not working out or it's backfiring. Well, it may be because the, there's mass witchcraft being done against the body of Christ on a minute by minute basis across the world globally. And there's people in your area 
that are in covens that are specifically assigned to pray against the Christians. And they would focus more in on real Christians, meaning not like lukewarm pew warmers, type 501c3 type of Christians, you know, that are probably fully vaccinated with both the second shot of Moderna, but then dutifully wearing their masks all along. So, um, you uh, sometimes you don't have to look any further than this, what they're doing against you. So, you know, if you want to pray it on a daily basis, if you feel compelled, do it. You're, it's spiritual warfare you're engaging in. But remember, when you get on the battlefield, you're going to, you know, you're going to uh, incur uh, flack. When you're over the target, you know you're over the target when you're getting the most flack. So bear that in mind as well. It's kind of a double-edged sword. But that's where we want to be. We want to be in the battle as Christians. Okay, so we're going to open up, and it, I've kind of been sitting on this topic for, I don't know, a couple, few weeks, regarding all the stuff going on in Israel. And uh, I've gotten a lot of emails from my listeners regarding this. And this issue, as I've said many, many times regarding Israel, I try as hard as I can to take a balanced approach when it comes to them. I've been calling out Israel regarding the Zionist agenda probably more hardcore in the last two years than I ever have been in all my years of ministry. Uh, at the same time, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and act like there's no Bible verses that pertain to Israel, which there are a plethora of ministries out there that are doing that exact thing. And they have, and really the way they do it and they justify it is through replacement theology, meaning none of the promises that were given to Israel, Old Testament wise, none of them apply anymore. All of it now applies to the modern day church. Or they believe in preterism which they believed everything that was evidently fulfilled in Revelation was fulfilled at 70 AD with the destruction of Jerusalem. We're going to be looking at all that. But when you embrace those theologies, you can have a total, total disdain and hatred for Israel and think you're really doing nothing wrong. Because you view them as some kind of satanic imposter that's on the land. Now, I don't know how you do that and make the book of Revelation and Daniel and so many places in the New Testament work. Man, I'll tell you, you gotta, you really gotta jump through about a thousand different weird hoops in order to, in order to do that. And my whole thing, and I've said this over and over again regarding something like preterism or replacement theology, is if you just had a Bible and you could read English and somebody just gave you a Bible. Would you have ever come to that conclusion on your own without the outside help of some book or some man or some woman absolutely brainwashing you into that way of thinking? I learned that a long time. This is why you don't hear me recommend very many books. I try to just stick with the Word of God and what's clearly, plainly there. I never went to cemetery, I mean seminary. I never got a lot of the brainwashing that so many people that go to seminary are subjected to. I'm not saying it's all, they're all taught lies. I'm not saying that. But depending on what sem seminary you're going to, 
then you know then they teach you to yoke up with the government and your 501c3 status and, and you know and then there's some seminaries that would say you support israel no matter what it doesn't matter if they've got wicked evil zionists at the head it doesn't matter if if they're they practice the kabbalah it doesn't matter all the different agendas they're trying to implement in in hollywood and all the stuff now i've, I've called that out over and over okay but i'm also not going to throw the baby out of the bathwater and, and ignore the multitude of verses that pertain to modern day israel that although they haven't all been fulfilled yet they will be by the end of the tribulation so we're going to be looking at that today we're going to be looking at that kind of in depth there's going to be a lot of bible because i'm going to back up what i'm saying with the bible so the first i'm just going to give some different takes on this the first thing is stephen benoon and he put out a, a report called israel's attacked attacks are staged by the elite so i'm just going to let him talk Good evening, friends. Stephen Benoon here with Israeli News Live, and I really just wanted to give you guys a quick update about what is going on in Israel. Now, and I've warned, I've given this warning about Stephen Benoon before. He is one of the worst Bible teachers I have ever seen. His interpretation of Scripture, and I, I think he might be a replacement. I, I don't know. He's he's very 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 strange. I've tried to listen to some of his Bible stuff, and it, it's so off the wall. Okay, so this isn't really that. This is more of his take on the current events going on in Israel right now. And this is something that uh, I actually reached out to some of the friends in the Intel community because as I'm watching all the things that are happening, I mean, look at it. You, got, you have the riots that are going on. Uh, in Israel, in multiple cases, multiple places there, all over the country, uh, it is really, really a chaotic scene in the country. Uh, you have all these different missiles that are going off. Uh, I don't know how well you'll be able to see this here. Let me just see if I can't. Uh, let me get back over here and pause this for just a moment there. Uh, you know, just an unbelievable. Uh, number of missiles and you know like i shared with you guys um just the other day there let's see here let me get you over here so we can show this show this to you there now we're going to be going over the progression of in this specific current engagement what kind of started it and where that led to we're going to be looking at that progression next um this is going to probably be a little bit sideways on the screen for you there, but I'm going to try to uh, try to get this to, to pop up there for you. Let's see here. It's just not not popping up for us for some reason. Let me just let's see there. I've done it yesterday, but uh, I was going to share with you. Uh, one of our friends from Israel had uh, shared a video there with me that he had taken himself. Of missiles that were going off in Israel there and of course you can hear the sirens I guess blaring in the background there uh, yeah, the last count I heard and this was I don't know days ago at least 4,000 missiles have come into Israel from Hamas 4,000 okay um, so I want to just lay that all out there 
4,000 of those suckers just randomly flying into 20% of them landing in Gaza. And they, because the Muslims firing them, the Muslim terrorists firing them care so much about their own people in Gaza. And they're so inept and so insane in the way they approach things that 20% are landing in Gaza, killing their own people much of the time. And uh, just like in the case of the one with uh, our journalist friend there in Israel, uh, he was showing all the different missiles coming in. Uh, not quite as many as like you'd seen yesterday. Uh, but with the, all the missiles coming in, the rockets coming in from Gaza, and I'm hearing also Friday is going to be a very busy day for missiles once again. Uh, the situation. This was this was posted on May 13th, so it's it's, it's like 10 years, 10 days old, but it's it's still accomplishing what I'm trying to accomplish here even up on the border with Syria, uh, very contentious uh, as well. The riots all over the nation. You know, I couldn't help but wonder what's going on politically. Why are we seeing so much chaos in Israel and it not already been brought under control? Because normally Israel will bring things under control. Of course, they are I will say one thing, Israel is going overboard doing some really wacky things like in this case right here, uh, they are bombing apartment buildings in retaliation uh, for what's going on. I'll give you another uh, angle of that, I have another video here that I can show you as well. Uh, on this one here you're going to be able to see, you can actually see the rockets coming in from the planes there, striking the building. Watch this here. Two rockets hitting that building right there and taking it down. Uh, whole, the entire side of that building totally destroyed. And it's going to hit the other side here in just a moment. I don't know if this video shows that as well. Uh, there it is there, yes. It struck it from the opposite side and just destroying apartment buildings. You know, I mean, since when do civilians have to pay the price uh, for military engagements? I mean, most people say, well, it's because Gaza... Now, hold on. They've just had 4,000 rockets fired randomly to kill as many Israeli citizens as possible, which is part of Islam's stated goal, to kill every single Jew and drive them all into the sea. Where is the outrage over that? All I'm trying to do is let's have some perspective here. These are actually surgical strikes. This isn't like they bombed all of Gaza and it's leveled. These are surgical strikes. Now, if what they're saying is true, it's where Hamas has strongholds. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but why would they just randomly do a knock which where they're warning the people in the building to get out, okay, before they're actually leveling the building why would they do a surgical strike that way if it was just some random place? Wouldn't it make more sense if there was actually a reason why they were doing these surgical strikes? I, I'm just saying. I, I'm just just things to think about here. I don't know. Bedded inside of civilian areas. No, it's actually retaliation for what Hamas is doing. And, and quite frankly, there is no place for a military to operate inside of Gaza. Uh, you know, so you got to really 
think about the logic. Yeah, and there's no there's no place for them to fire 4,000 rockets into Israel trying to kill as many Israelis, innocent citizens as possible either. Okay, so let's, if, if we're going to have perspective, let's have perspective because, see, here's the problem when it comes to this subject. Either you're going to get with the people that just hate Israel, like the Muslims and the, the um, uh, replacement theology bunch, the the Rick uh, Wiles on True News, the um, Chuck Baldwin, uh, a whole bunch, R.C. Sprawl, a whole bunch of people that hate Israel with a passion. Stephen Anderson, Tex Mars, those types, okay? They hate Israel. They don't believe present-day Israel has any bearing at all in, in modern-day biblical prophecy. I, I believe they believe they're irrelevant. They're imposters. They believe in typically replacement theology and or preterism or amillennialism and all these thing, different things that justify their viewpoint. And therefore, they that puts them, or Stephen, uh, that Adam Green guy, he's a great one too. And I've played some of Adam Green's things because there's a lot of truth that you can glean from certain bits of his recordings. But the problem is, is there's also so much hatred of Jews. What does that automatically do for most of those ministries or most of those people reporting that? It puts you automatically on the sides of the Muslims, which I will never be. Unapologetically, you will never see me on the side of Islam. I have recorded the atrocities of Islam, and we're going to review some of those today as a refresher over and over and over again in the past 15 years since this ministry's been online. I'm not saying there's not atrocities on Israel's side either. Okay? I'm not saying they're puritanical and innocent, particularly the hierarchy of them. But I'm going to try to look at both sides and get the big picture of what's actually going or try to give that to my listeners today of what's actually going on here you know about those type types of things there this is what our good friend there uh leor had sent us from israel also he said a corner missile was fired in an idf jeep that was stationed in the settlement of nativ uh, hasara during security operations at the site the forest was stationed at the site in order to protect the settlements in the area and a security area between the border fence and the settlement at nativ uh, hasara the missile hit the jeep caused extensive damage and a fighter from the 931st uh, battalion of the nahal brigade first sergeant omir tabib 21 residing in alaykim was killed as a result uh, of that attack there now that's actually this young man right here pictured in the, uh, the, the on the times of israel uh, but as i was saying though i wanted to find out from our own intel community here what's going on so i actually uh got a message back today that uh yeah very observant it is unusual to see that Israel's not uh, brought this already under control, letting it kind of spiral out of control. So I was told that level four and up, which are people like Soros, Kissinger, and those that are above Soros and Kissinger, they're the ones that are staging these events. And uh, it is the beginning of... Uh, now, all I'm saying, they're staging these events. How are they doing that? You've got... A ton of different people in Hamas randomly firing missiles into Israel. And I understand that right now there's technically a ceasefire, I get it. But 
I'm, I'm talking about before. But the, the problem is, is this has been going on for decades and decades and decades. I've reported on this over and over again. There has been hundreds of thousands of these missiles fired into Israel for decades. And Israel, from a world standpoint, is typically always viewed as the aggressor. Whereas they're the ones being attacked. Now, is there financial interest from George Soros and Netanyahu and a lot of the higher ups and the high level Zionists and the high level Illuminati to perpetuate war? I think that's one of the main ways Netanyahu stayed in, in office is doing that. Okay, so again, I'm trying to look at like both sides here and examine what, but, but you're not going to see me totally put the blame on one side which is about the only way you're seeing this presented right now it's all one sides it's all israel's fault or it's all um gaza's fault the palestinians it's just one way or the other okay so let's go further oh what do you call that um Oh gosh, well, it's a staged event and everything, but it's, it's, it's the beginning of the shell games being activated. That's the way it was uh, shared with me. So, uh, yeah, it's all being done intentionally, and there's an end game behind it. Um, and so we'll have to wait and see exactly what that's... Yeah, but the, the Hamas terrorists that are firing the 4,000 rockets... Um while maybe you can trace some of the money that maybe put those rockets in their hands to the higher ups in the illuminati and these types okay i'm not saying that's not the case fact though remains is they have a 100 percent inbred satanic hatred for all jews they want to kill all jews that is part of their religious ideology of islam fact look at the quran look at all of their other unholy writings it is part of their religion so i'm not going to blame all that the all the ideology of the of the demonic religion of islam i'm not going to blame all that on george soros now he may be using that hatred they may be using that hatred to put rockets in the hands of these muslim terrorists but they're all more than willing and happy to do that and many of them to even die for the moon god pagan moon god allah how's it going to play out what's going to happen uh, anyway though leora also said that after hamas identified the damage to the jeep and wounded idf soldiers he decided to bomb the entire area with mortar shells uh, that was Hamas, making the evacuation difficult. The IDF forces were unable to reach the jeep to treat the wounded, and only one brave uh, citizen living in the settlement decided to try to run towards the jeep and rescue the wounded. The rocket fired at Israel continues today. Six-year-old boy was fatally injured in Sederot. The IDF responded by bombing Hamas towers in Gaza and eliminating many senior members of Hamas senior command and intelligence. Well, no doubt... They eliminated them, but like there again, as we said, uh, why is it then that the civilians end up paying the price for this? Because so, um, right. But again, these I'm going to get into more in depth 
on specifically what is going on there okay in, in the next part now another little clip here just a three minute clip i want to play about right really really crazy things going on that's by the way is why we have the staged event uh, that was another thing that was shared with me from Washington just recently. This whole issue in Israel is staged by level four and five entities in the government there. Those are your Soros, Rockefellers, higher ups above that of the president of the United States. Anyway, Hamas targets Israeli oil and nuclear facilities with rocket attacks. Where are they hitting at? Once again, Demona. Yes, believe it or not, Demona once again under attack. But this time not by Iran, this time by Hezbollah. And of course, where does Hezbollah get some of the technology and rockets that can reach that far from Iran? Hmm. You know, I tell you, though, uh, you know, I'm not for the violence over in the Middle East, period. Doesn't matter which side it comes from. I'm not for Hamas firing rockets into Israel and killing Israeli citizens. And I'm not for Israel bombing the Dickens and daylights out of... Uh, the Palestinian or the Gazan people either. Certainly they have lived under a apartheid type of regime for a long time. That's one thing that does bother me. But I will say the one thing though that is... We're going to be looking at a lot of these issues he's bringing up. I'm not saying anything right now. I believe it will be addressed in the next part though. It normally does, although I totally disagree with them attacking civilian places. Israel at least warns the residents before they go to bomb a building yes. there. Uh, maybe not in every case, but in many cases. Do the 4,000 rockets, just in this engagement alone, or probably up to 5,000 by now, do they, um, do the Muslims reciprocally knock on all the doors in the area or make some type of announcement to the Israeli citizens that we're going to be firing rockets and um, make sure that you get to your bomb shelters. No, they don't want you to get to your bomb shelters. They want you to be caught flat. They want to kill as many civilians as possible. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to point out some of the differences here of what I'm seeing and has been the case for decades regarding this and when much of the time when Hamas will fire rockets they will put women and children in those areas they're firing rockets from they have admitted to this I have reported on it over and over again and use them as human shields so that when Israel retaliates to the same area they end up killing women and children all by design so Islam can then um, say, oh, look at these atrocities that Israel is committing against us, even though they are the ones that caused all of that. That's fine, though. You don't see anything about that in the news. You don't see anything about the 4,000 rockets. That's just an something that they, you know, a minor point. All you'll hear about is the bombing going on in Palestine. The, from what I can see, surgical strikes in Palestine. It's a very hypocritical way of reporting, is the point I'm trying to make. Warn the residents to flee the building before they attack it. 
as you can see in here in this particular conversation. Right. And here's a conversation where they're literally on the phone with a guy in Gaza. This is the moment a Gazan man gets advanced warning from Israeli. There's all these people around him. The Israelis have somehow contacted them and telling them, get out of the building, it's going down. This is a Hamas stronghold and we're taking it down. So they're, do, but yet do, does Israel ever get reciprocal reciprocal treatment from the Islamic terrorists? No, never. They don't want you to know where their random rockets are falling because they want to kill as many Israelis as possible. It's the exact opposite. The military of their strike on this building and ask him to evacuate safely. Who does this in war? I'm just saying. Who does this in war? This is not typical of wartime behavior. Now, it doesn't mean I think that Israel's puritanical and they could do no wrong. I'm just telling you, this is like real time. They're showing this guy. This is being done. And I don't know of any other wartime theater that this would take place. I mean, maybe it's been done in other wartime theater, but it's not typical. In a little while, the big blow will come, he tells him. Israel. Then he says, the big blow will, will, it'll blow from the back or the front. I mean, the guy's asking him, like, where is the, where, where, where is the building going to fall first? This was on like a Gazan, this was on the Telegraph, the London Telegraph, okay? This isn't like, oh, some little obscure thing with what I'm making up. It was on the, the Gazan News and the London Telegraph. And the guy says, I don't know, I don't know exactly where the building's going to fall from front to back or wherever. Probably can't tell him He says, we told you there's an empty space in the back. Why are you damaging the houses in the front? I understand God willing only this building will fall. This is Israel talking. It will not affect the houses around us, he's asking. Now again, this you know they're they've had four thousand rockets fired at them. Okay, in this engagement. And they're how much more considerate can you possibly be than this? Okay. Indiscriminately. They were given no such similar treatment prior. Yet, they're going through all of these measures and hoops to ensure there's minimal civilian casualties. Are you hearing this on the news? This was on the London, but I guarantee it was buried. Soon after the call, he fled and his building was targeted by an airstrike. And here it shows the airstrike. London Telegraph reporting on this. This is actual footage. You can watch it. I give you the link here. And that's what happens. Israel takes down residential yeah, buildings. He's acting like it's, he's taking down a residential building that doesn't have a Hamas stronghold in it and it is full of, of civilians. And you're wrong, Steve. It's not. He even showed, played you the video where they all evacuated. Now, I'm not saying that always occurs in every single case, but again, look at what's being done to Israel. 
and has been being done. Can you imagine if we live in America and can you imagine like whatever town you're in that you had to worry every day, I mean, when are the rockets going to start falling? When, man, when am I going to have to go to my bomb shelter? And it was like an everyday thing you were worrying about for decades upon decades upon decades. Now, I understand it's probably part of God's chastening. And we're going to talk about that regarding God's chastening of Israel. And the fact that they, they, they you know, crucified their Savior when he was offered and presented to them. Okay, they said, crucify him, Jesus, give us Barabbas, let his blood, meaning Barabbas's blood, the murderer, be upon us and our children. This is why the line of Israel has seemingly fell under a curse for so many generations. Because the Bible says, he, meaning Jesus, came to his own and his own received him not. But they rejected him. Now, there's going to come a time, though, that they get their eyes opened near the end of the tribulation, and they're going to mourn for him as one that mourns for their only begotten son, and they're going to accept Jesus Christ, and a third of the Jews are going to be saved. But we haven't got there yet. Remember, in the meantime, they're getting ready to embrace their coming awaited Savior, which is going to be the Antichrist, because they are under strong delusion for the moment. Their blindness has, in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, as the Bible talks about in Romans. Okay, we're going to get into all those Bible verses later. So, Israel right now is heading in a very bad direction. They're praying for literally the Antichrist to come in mass. I've done the videos on that. They're getting ready to rebuild the temple. Um, they've totally turned their back on God, for the most part. Uh, very, very few of them are, are saved Christians, but the Bible still has a lot to say about them and a lot to say about what they're what's going to happen to them in the tribulation. And we're going to, again, we're going to cover all of that. Things in retaliation uh, for the rockets coming in from Gaza uh, just doesn't seem to make sense. But then again, you know, the, you know it's, it's a mess. It doesn't it's, seem to make sense, but if Hamas has strongholds in Gaza, which you know they do, wouldn't it make the most smartest sense to actually use surgical strikes to take out those strongholds that's exactly what they say they're doing and not only that they're warning the people in the buildings to get out before they do it again who does that in war now does that mean i think netanyahu's a great guy and the zionists are wonderful people and that israel isn't behind a lot of really wicked evil things in the past and and right now of course not i've went over it over and over again all the so many of the wicked schemes they're behind Okay, but again, I'm trying to have, look at the big picture. And what does the Bible say? Keeping that in the forefront of my mind at all times, because if I don't keep what the Bible says in the forefront of my mind at all times regarding Israel and regarding their future and regarding the tribulation, it'd be really easy for me to fall into hatred for them. And it's real easy to do that if you believe in preterism or amillennialism or replacement theology or British Israeliism which is also a form of replacement theology. It's real easy to do that. Real easy to fall into hatred for the Jews because you view them as some kind of usurper, apostate, Im imposter that has no role in biblical times and they're just there to whatever. All right, let's go further. Next report. Member of Pakistani National Assembly calls for a nuke attack against Israel. Member of the Pakistan National Assembly, Mulana Citriali says that jihad against Israel is the only option for Pakistan. 
On the floor of the Pakistan legislator, he bluntly said today, quote, we make atom bomb, we, we made atom bomb to showcase it. Did, basically, did we make the atom bomb to showcase it in a museum? With a question mark. He said, we don't need missiles, atomic bombs, or a huge army if they can't be used to liberate Palestine, Palestine and Kashmir. So now we have elected legislators of nuclear-armed countries calling for their weapons to be unleashed upon Israel. Meaning, send in the nukes. Now, you're going to kill all the surrounding Palestinians, too. And a lot of people in, you know, Lebanon and Jordan and the surrounding countries. But evidently, that's okay for that kind of collateral damage as long as you're nuking Israel in the process. That's acceptable losses. That's collateral damage that they can accept because it's on Islam's terms. Now, if Israel fires one tactical strike on a building and they give them warning and the people evacuate but somebody dies, see, that's not collateral. That, that's not acceptable to Islam. They're going to they're gonna use that. If they use human shields, that's fine, though. If Islam uses uses human shields which they do all the time that's fine that's collateral damage we can demonize israel we can perpetuate our hatred for them and then we'll, the news will be more than happy to put it online do you understand the hypocrisy is, is what i'm trying to point out here very rarely will you ever see actually balanced reporting on this subject then he goes on to say it's starting to look like all well this is the report it's starting to look like all 1.5 billion muslims worldwide are turning their attention to this trouble the four, I mean, you look at what's going on in the streets of New York City, where the Palestinians are attacking the Jews out in the open, that type of stuff. The foreign minister of Pakistan has said that there are 65 million Muslims living in Europe. If Europe doesn't, this is a quote from him, the foreign minister of Pakistan, quote, if Europe doesn't support Palestine, okay, then this Muslim, evidently this Muslim horde, of 65 million in Europe will destroy Europe. In other words, Satan says, I mean Muslim, Islam says, if you don't totally capitulate and join with all the Palestinians and universally condemn Israel, even though we just fired 4,000 rockets at them, even though we use human shields, even though we don't treat them near the same way they would treat us in war, meaning we, you know, they give us advance notice, we, we never get the same kind of treatment. Even though, and even though they've been doing the rocket thing, hundreds of thousands of rockets for decades. Okay, again, think about how you would feel if you had to live under that. Even though that's all the case, if Europe doesn't support Palestine, which means Islam, then the Muslims will destroy Europe. Meaning, I'm this big satanic slime bag baby that if I don't get my way, I'm going to destroy all of Europe if you don't give me what I want. Sorry, you're never going to find me on that side of the thing. Does that mean I think is Israel can do no wrong? No, I didn't say that. I'm not saying they're not responsible for atrocities. But I'm talking about what we're dealing with and looking at, at um, Islam as well and their ideology and what their game plan is. And I'll make no apologies for their game plan. And we're going to get into that next. Now, then I had this report sent to me 
Um, and I've had a lot of these in the last two weeks from Christian ministries, and they're universally condemning Israel. Obviously, no talk about the 4,000 rockets that were fired at them. Obviously, no talk about what actually started this whole thing, which was the Temple Mount in incident, which we're going to get into that in a second. No talk about any of that. Just Islam's evil. They're responsible for all these atrocities. They're, and again, who is this from? It was, it was called Stand with Israel, Not on Your Life. From good old Chuck Baldwin, Pastor Chuck Baldwin, who we're going to be looking at next. So my reply, I, I read a lot of this thing from Chuck Baldwin, and I was absolutely, I didn't know this about him. Or if I did, I forgot. <laughs> um, so this is my reply to the Israel situation, and what does Pastor Chuck Baldwin believe about Israel? The answer may shock you. My reply to this report I was sent from Chuck Baldwin, and I, he's not the only one that's put out reports like that in the, in the last week. Um, when, so this was my reply when I saw the commentary by Chuck Baldwin entitled stand with Israel, not in your life from May 20th, 2021. Um, this is what I said to my listener, Amy, this is not against you, Amy. She was just forwarding me the thing. Okay. But so it, it is so apparent that he believes in some other doctor, meaning, uh, pastor Baldwin. Some other doctrine that that, uh, that modern-day Israel has nothing to do with the Israel that is mentioned in the end times and in Daniel and in Revelation and in Matthew 24, and that's just a few places. Now, this is before I had actually checked into what he believed. I was right. I was totally right in what I'm saying here because he, has, he does not believe that modern-day Israel has anything to do with Revelation, Daniel, Matthew 24, nothing, 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 nothing. There's some kind of imposter because he's a preterist. He also believes in replacement theology on top of it. We're going to get into that later. And I said to her, I said, boy, I just don't know how to make that fit with the Bible. Unless you have some kind of cult belief system exclusive to this line of thinking. I have been exposing the Zionist elements of Israel for years, but this takes it to a whole other level. Meaning, he's gone, I, I've been exposing the Zionists, but this is a whole other level of just flat-out hatred of Israel. This is a whole other level of only looking at one side of the story, which is automatically puts Pastor Baldwin and Rick Wiles from True News and R.C. Sproul and whoever else is whatever, it automatically puts them on the side of Islam. And they'll ignore all the atrocities that Islam has and is committing currently be, as long as it fits their narrative of condemning universally anything having to do with modern-day Israel. So it's total hypocrisy. Don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up is what it actually is. They will only look at one side of the story and that's only if it fits their narrative. And that narrative is always, Israel is pure evil, end of story, they have nothing to do with the Bible. Modern day Israel. Which to me is absolute total insanity. 
And we're going to get into that more later. I guess the 4,000 plus rockets Israel was just attacked with from Palestine and surrounding areas by demon-possessed Muslims since the Temple Mount incident alone were just to be ignored and meant nothing and that they had no right to fight back at all. Because that's what the world expects from Israel, from what I can see. It doesn't matter if you've had 4,000 plus rockets fired at you. Don't you dare! If Israel wanted to, they could level all of Palestine very easily and all the surrounding nations, most likely. At least the areas that engage their borders. Now, I'm not saying that wouldn't incur massive repercussions from other countries. I'm just saying they have that capability. So, let me just read that again. I guess the 4,000 rockets uh, Israel was just attacked with from Palestine and surrounding areas by the demon-possessed Muslims, just since the Temple Mount alone, were just to be ignored and meant nothing and that they had no right to fight back at all. Yeah. I mean, that is where this current incident all started from, meaning the Temple Mount in in incident, and we're going to get into that soon. The point is, there is zero balance I see on this issue in ministries. I see reporting on this. You are either totally aligned with Islam and hate the Jews, or you are totally pro-Israel and they can do nothing wrong like a Christian Zionist would be. Which is also nauseating. I'm not a Christian Zionist. Okay? No, no, no. I've done more to expose that in the last two years, like I said, than all my other 15 years in ministry. But I'm also not going to throw the Bible out either. The baby out with the bathwater. Regarding Israel. For more on this, see another reply I wrote below. Okay, so here's another reply I wrote because I was getting so many of these emails from listeners. I said to this other listener, I said, okay, what about what, about what all started all this? Can we go back to the source of what actually when this the rocket started or, or their excuse for them to fire the 4,000 plus rockets randomly into Israel. And that was at the Temple Mount. That's when this started, okay? And then all, and now granted, you could go back decades and decades and decades. I get it. I understand. I'm just talking about if we look at this one current incident to not muddy the waters too much. Just this one thing. And all the thousands of rockets randomly being fired in Israel to kill as many civilians as possible by the demon-possessed Muslims from Palestine and elsewhere. What about that? See below for the other side of the story. The video you posted below is so one-sided and so pro-Muslim, I could hardly watch it. Because it was just totally, totally, totally one narrative. No balance at all. Israel evil, Muslim, poor Muslim, little Bo Peep good. Never did nothing in their lives evil. They don't have a wicked evil agenda at all. As if the Muslims have not been firing missiles into Israel for decades. Hundreds of thousands of them. And when Israel tries to defend itself, they are demonized by the whole world for doing so, even though we know the chief goal of Islam is the total eradication of all Jews worldwide. It's in the Quran. It's in their un other unholy writings. 
I am not saying that I'm a Netanyahu fan. And the upper level Zionists are some of the most wicked people on the planet. You won't get any argument from me on that. But the evidence below should also not be ignored either. Now let's just play some very short videos on this incident. What happened on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem? Okay, these are just short little videos that I like them because they're short, sweet, to the point. So this is a guy that has a YouTube channel. And he lives there. Um, and um, so I'm not saying he's not biased to his own people, but I'll just let you, I'll just let him talk. And this video is entitled, What Happened on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem? That's what started this whole uh, current incursion with Israel and, and uh, the Muslims. Okay, this is what the media is reporting from Temple Mount. So the media is reporting that the Israeli police just stormed into the Temple Mount, the Al-Aska Mosque, which is on, you know, which is going to have to go in order for them to rebuild the temple. They just stormed in there for no reason and just started randomly throwing stun grenades and, and, and um, arresting and beating up the Palestinians. Now, come on, why would they just do that randomly? Now, they're showing me... the footage. He's showing the footage of it. Now he says, now the facts. Let me simplify things for you. Simplify things for you. This weekend was the last Friday of Ramadan. Unfortunately, every... Ramadan is like the highest, most of their unholy holidays of Islam. So, and the Alaska Mosque is like the third most holy site in all of Islam on the Temple Mount, Jerusalem. Okay. So just, if you didn't know that, I want to give you some more perspective. Ramadan, there are radical Palestinians who are calling for violence, riots, and clash with the Israeli police on Temple Mount. The very police, by the way, that protects Muslim worshipers every week. This Friday, Palestinian rioters were throwing rocks and firing fire. And it shows them throwing rocks literally on the Temple Mount. They're going nuts. It's what they do. They're savages. At the Israeli police, and then so they were firing fireworks, throwing rocks at Israeli police, and then they ran to hide, which is so typical of Muslim tactics. Okay, they have no honor at all when they engage in these types of things. I've seen it over and over again. They ran to hide inside a Laksa mosque from the police. Yeah. Now, so they go inside the mosque to hide from police after they've been throwing rocks and doing all this terroristic type behavior. So see, what they're trying to do is get the photo op. They're trying to get the, the exact thing why they're using human shields in Palestine. Oh, look, they came into the mosque and did this and we were just in here praying. We weren't doing anything wrong at all. This is what they do. They'll put women and children as human shields that they fire, where they're firing all the random rockets from Palestine or whatever. And then when Israel retaliates, if any of those Women and children are killed. Oh, look, look, the photo. Like, oh, Israel, Israel, all the atrocities. They've been doing this garbage for decades. Let me ask you this question. If you throw rocks at police officers and then you run to hide from them in your church, mosque, or synagogue, you are not only breaking the law by attacking the police, but you are also desecrating a holy place because then the police is going to enter the holy site in order to arrest you and bring you to justice. Yeah. But and the important thing is, is they got their Muslim photo op of 
the Israeli police having to go into the Alaska mosque, even though they were the ones that clearly broke the law first and forced the hand of the police to go in there and do their job. But you're only going to see one side of the story. Of course, these Palestinian radicals are experts in Palawood, so they make sure to film every second. Yeah, it shows people, these Muslim cleric dudes, literally in full Muslim garb, with these elaborate iPhone setups, walking around, making sure they're capturing the exact second that the, um, that the um, Israeli police have to come through the mosque doors. Okay? Because that's why they did it all to begin with, to bait the police and then posted online blaming Israel for breaking into the mosque and for clashing with innocent people, completely distorting the truth. Yes. Let me tell you something. These radicals have no respect to their own mosque. They no. throw rocks at the police from the mosque, and not only at the police, they throw rocks and items over the Western Wall to hit Jewish worshipers. Yeah, it shows them doing that too. They're just randomly throwing rocks over the Western Wall to hit uh, Jews praying at the, at the Wailing Wall or whatever. I mean, again, they don't have any problem using human shields. Twenty uh, percent of the four thousand. Well, I don't know if it's if it's uh, if it's part of the four thousand or four thousand landed in Israel, and there was another twenty percent that never made it out of Gaza and killed their own citizens. In many cases, they don't care about that because those are all acceptable losses as long as they're trying to portray and push the narrative that Islam is innocent, Islam is good israel evil that's the whole thing that's going on here first as well they store rocks inside the mosque yeah they, they literally store it showed a gigantic pile of rocks stored inside this mosque that they will throw and again it's to engage the police so they'll have to come through so then they have their photo op and then they can clip oh we were so innocent we were in here praying doing nothing we were just worshiping allah and these police kicked in the door and threw stun grenades and beat us all up and arrested us all. They're not going to do that for no reason. They are not protesting. They are calling to murder Jews. Exactly. Last Friday, they sang at the Temple Mount songs that call for Hamas to fire rockets at Tel Aviv. No, they're, they're, they're at the Temple Mount, okay, in Jerusalem, singing songs that call for Hamas to fire rockets at Tel Aviv. Okay? That's fine, though. That's fine. Freedom of speech, evidently, in Israel. That's not what even got them in hot water, but it shows the, the actual film of them doing it here. Okay, they're stinking savages. Okay? And I'm not going to make any apologies for these savages. Instead of keeping Alexa holy, they make it political. Instead of respecting Alexa as a place of worship, they use Alexa as a stronghold from which they attack Israeli police. Because they know that such videos and pictures will cause an outrage yes. in the global media. Yes. And the global media is all too more than happy to put that narrative out. And that's another thing you should question. If this is what you're seeing from the global media, automatically expect, suspect it's the exact opposite. Did they give us the truth about COVID-19 or the vaccines or the masks or the lockdowns? Everything out of the global media is a total stinking lie. So why would we think any different here? It's not holy to these radical Palestinians, but it suddenly becomes holy to them when they can use it against Israel. We have seen videos of Palestinians disrespectfully playing with a ball at the Dome of the Rock Ward, 
The Palestinian media is quick to report when Palestinians are injured in these clashes, oh, yeah. but they are quiet when Palestinians are murdered by other Palestinians. Oh, yeah. They were silent when Mariam Al-Takouri, a 21-year-old Palestinian, was killed on her way back home in East Jerusalem when a stray bullet fired by Arabs during a fight between themselves hit her. Yeah, it's, so just, it's just like the narrative. If it, does, if it doesn't fit the narrative, you won't... I mean, you know, what, like, how many... Thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths in Chicago. Murder capital of, you know, just about the world. Okay. Well, that's black on black crime primarily. So that doesn't fit the narrative. So we're not going to report. Now, if it was one white guy in there shooting a black guy, oh, you'll never hear that. But you can have literally thousands of deaths of black on black crime in Chicago and those types of areas. Nah, it's just it's just standard operating procedure. Nothing to see here, Kimu. It doesn't really fit the narrative. Um, but if it's a white guy, oh boy, forget about it. Especially if it's white on some other race. Um, it's you know the end of the world. What about the two hundred and eighty thousand displaced Palestinians in Syria? They couldn't care less. This is hypocrisy. Their hate for Israel is greater than their love for their own people and children. Listen, 17 police officers were injured in these clashes, with approximately half of them needing hospital treatment. Take a look They're at throwing the gigantic rocks at these guys. And this is a uh, face of an IDF soldier that he had to blurt out because it was so brutal. One of these rocks hit the guy in the face. Face of this IDF soldier who got hit by a rock thrown at him by Palestinians in Samaria this week. Rocks can kill. Oh, yeah. But thankfully, he's recovering. I stand with our police. It is the same police that makes sure that thousands of Muslim worshippers can attend Al-Aqsa Mosque and pray every Friday. The same police that protects Muslim worshippers, Christian worshippers, and Jewish worshippers. They do not act in any racist way. On the contrary, many of the Israeli policemen are Arab, Muslim, Christian, right. so and many of, many of the, the policemen in the ID or in their police force are Arab, Christian, Muslims, or I'm sorry, Arab Muslims. Or Christians or Druze, whatever this, that is, it's some other. So it's not like they're all like hardcore Hasidic Jews or something, you know, in a policeman's outfit. A, a lot of them are, are, you know, it's it's multifaceted type of thing. I support the Israeli police because every police would have done the same thing when dealing with violence that can kill. Please share this video. Don't let those radicals lie to the world. Okay, so this is like the second video uh, in that little series. I'm in southern Israel right now, and as you can see, I'm inside of a bomb shelter in Sderot city that has been targeted by rocket fire from Gaza. Over half of Israel's population ran to bomb shelters tonight. Why? Because terrorist organizations in Gaza, Hamas and Islamic Jihad, have been launching hundreds of rockets towards Israel, including Tel Aviv, including our Ben Gurion airport. This school in Ashkelon was hit by a rocket. And this is a home in southern Israel that was completely destroyed. These terrorists fired over 500 rockets towards Israel. Who are they targeting? Civilians. Well, now it's up to 4,000, okay? That was more early into this. But again, you know, a 
about any other nation, if you had 4,000 rockets fired at you from a, from a surrounding area, you would probably declare war on them. And there's really no rules, there's not a lot of rules in war. But Israel did not respond in the, in the manner in which they were attacked. Not even remotely did they respond in the same way. Are you listening? Civilians. Where is the UN? Where are the human rights organizations? Why are they silent? Yeah. Where is the outrage? That, Hamas is using... You know if the UN is silent on this. Okay, again, UN equals evil. Okay, if they're silent on this, if they're silent on all the rockets, that which the mainstream, lamestream, prostitute, worldwide media is pretty much only giving you one side of the narrative, well, that right there should cause you to really look at this closely. Because if the UN is on the side of Islam, then I want to look at the other side very closely. People in Gaza as human shields, they fire their rockets from civilian populations yes. because they want Israel to strike civilian populations. Yeah. In they want Israel to strike the civilian populations where the rockets are being fired from so that they can say, oh, look, you killed all these people, even though they preposition children and women there as human shields in order to get killed on purpose by who does this? What kind of savages go to war this way? What kind of cowards go to war this way? Well, that's Islam. That's the way they've always been. Gaza, they want to use that for their propaganda. I'm sure that you have seen photos and videos of injured children in Gaza over the past few days. And actually, one third of the rockets that were fired from Gaza towards Israel did not even make it to Israel. Oh, so he's saying one third. They didn't even make it to Israel. They fell on Gaza, killing their own people many much of the time. But they would probably use that as a photo op and say Israel did it. And landed in Gaza, causing all these injuries to its very own people. But of course, they don't care if their own people get hurt, no. as long as they can blame it on us. And when you see the media using titles like Israel is bombing Gaza, know that we don't bomb Gaza. We specifically target terror targets in Gaza. We specifically eliminate terrorists, not civilians. And by the way, do you know how Gazans always know when to film a terror target right before Israel strikes Oh, it? that's a good point. How do they know to film the terror target right prior, prior to the strike? How do they always have the cameras set up perfectly? Because they've been informed that that building is going to be taken out, like we said before. Who does that in war? That's highly unusual. Um... A very, very considerate thing to do regarding the normal way you would engage in war. That's not normal. Well, it's called roof knocking. The Israeli Air Force is dropping a non-explosive device on the target before actually bombing it to let the civilians in that area leave the place. Listen, we are not dealing with reasonable people. We are dealing with a terrorist organization that proudly declares its ambition to destroy Israel, to destroy our people. This is what the skies looked like over Tel Aviv tonight. Yeah. Now, what if it was rockets it's about... It's rockets everywhere, all, all, all over Israel in the sky and everything. That's fine, though. That's That's... That's perfectly fine. They're innocent puritanical Muslims doing it, and Israel has no right to retaliate or strike back or do anything. They just need to take it, which is what we're literally led to believe by the mainstream media, by evidently Chuck Baldwin and, and these types of people. You know, Israel has no right to even defend itself, evidently, in their eyes. 
Well, if their city was being attacked, that they lived in, like this, randomly, random rockets trying to kill as many, do you think that they would believe they had a right to defend their family from those random satanic rocket strikes? I guarantee you they'd believe that would be the case then. But when it comes to Israel, Israel has no rights at all. They just stand down, die. It's, it's absolutely insanity. City, your town, or your community. This is unacceptable, and Israel has every right to defend its people. Yeah, it's not just a right, but an obligation. And this is the truth. And I ask you to share this video. You have the power to let the world know what's going on in Israel by simply sharing the truth. Because together, we are stronger. Okay, so again, these are just very, like, less than three-minute videos. The next video in this progression is, is Gaza an open prison, like they're claiming. Like, Israel has Gaza locked down like it's a prison, and um, they're... Israel is, even though Israel gave them the land originally, um, but I, like I've said before, every time Israel's given up land for peace, all they've done every single time the Muslim terrorists have is just move their rockets in closer so they can get a better bead on killing innocent civilians. Because any Jew dead for, Mus for Islam is, you know, mission accomplished. Man, woman, children, they don't care. That is their religious ideology. That's a fact. I've recovered it over and over. I've read from their own readings, their own unholy books, and it's not a mystery. Okay, so today I'm going to debunk some lies. This is my response video to Mahdi Hassan, who is spreading misinformation, and that's of course... Now that must be some Gazan news commentator that he just mentioned. He showed a picture of the guy. Um, and let me just back up just a hair then. And that's of course an understatement. So, let's watch the lies together. Let's take a step back and look at Gaza. Sure. Okay, so this is the Mehdi Hassan show or whatever. And the guy says, sure, let's look at Gaza. Yeah, let's look at Gaza. This is a place where approximately 2 million Palestinians live under Hamas's terrorist rule. And Israel, of course, still has a blockade in place there. Israel still controls Gaza's borders and airspace. It makes decisions on who can cross into and out of Gaza. Okay, that's funny because there's... Why wouldn't they when they're bringing in terrorist things and missiles and rockets? I kind, I kind of would want to know what's going in and out of there too. And then he goes on to say, okay, that's funny. And let me just back up just a hair so you don't miss it all. So they're showing a picture of the Gaza Strip, okay, which Gaza's on the Mediterranean Sea. Israel um, is on its border, borders, and um, they're showing all the different ways of prohibited areas, crossing points, closed crossing points. If Gaza was a peaceful nation with Israel, none of this would even be at play. But because so much of the terrorist activity comes from there, of course they've got to um you know vet what's going in and out of gaza i mean would you want a nuke coming into the into port or whatever and and not that being vetted out of gaza okay that's funny because there's one important point that he purposely doesn't say and i'm gonna say it and it's that gaza shares a border with egypt too 
And Egypt, much like Israel, want nothing to do with Gaza, and therefore their border crossing is also blocked. Right. Egypt is even building a... And Egypt is Muslim, primarily. And even their border with Gaza is closed, okay? Egypt is even building a wall. Wall on the border with Gaza. Now, you want to ask yourself, why do both Egypt and Israel build walls and fences on their borders with Gaza? Because both countries want to protect their civilians from terrorists in Gaza. Because Gaza could have been a living paradise with beautiful beaches and palm trees, but instead it is being controlled by Hamas and the Islamic Jihad with the support of the Iranian regime. That blockade has had a devastating economic impact. More than half of Palestinians, 56% live in poverty, 48% are unemployed. So all this is blamed on Israel, of course. Every bit of it. Okay. Um... And where's where's the source for this this information that he's giving, which even may be true, but it's the UN, and the Palestinian Central Bureau of Statistics and the CIA, three totally corrupt organizations. That's where he's getting his statistics from. This Gazan reporter. To the Palestinian Central Bureau of Statistics. It's indeed devastating, and you want to ask yourself who is responsible for that. Israel is sending Gaza tons of humanitarian aid every day. Now, did you hear what he just said? They're sending Gaza, Israel. Now, this is where the rockets are coming from. They're sending them tons of humanitarian aid every single day. They're showing the trucks rolling in. But none of that's being reported, obviously. All you're going to hear about is how wicked and evil Israel is and how they have no right to defend themselves the terrorists can fire 9 million rockets from their side to Israel. Israel cannot retaliate. Israel sends aid. I mean, it's just one thing after another after another when it comes to this subject. Right now, there are Gazan civilians receiving medical treatment in Israel. But if I enter Gaza, I will not come back alive. No, he'll be killed. He'll be dead. But there are people, Gazan citizens, that have come into Israel to get r medical aid and are actually treated, but if he goes there, he's dead. You understand why I felt like I needed to report on this? Because we were really only, you're only gonna get one side of the story. From a lot of the ministries and from the Hollywood fake stream media out there. That's why we have a wall. No one will lecture us on how to defend ourselves against terrorism. Back in 2010, former British Conservative Prime Minister David Cameron even described Gaza as an open prison camp. Gaza is suffering, but not because of Israel. Israel is trying to help Gazans. Gazans are suffering because of Hamas and the Islamic Jihad. Which is that, that is always the case in every third world Muslim Islamic hellhole. Okay, wherever they take over, those areas will degenerate into a third world hellhole. Period. That's just a fact. Okay, you and see, you can you can just microscope on Gaza, but go elsewhere in the world where Islam has strangleholds. Very rarely are you going to see any of those areas prospering, unless the leader is like. Um, a moderate Muslim and really wants what's best for his own people, which rarely occurs, okay? So Gaza is no different than a ton of other places where Islam, the stranglehold of that devil death cult, um, is abiding. 
Now, on top of those humanitarian issues, there are missiles flying into the area from Israel. What about the 4,000 that, that started this? Israel had not fired one surgical strike into Gaza prior to this confrontation. Now, I'm not saying there wasn't times before, but it's always initiated. It's always initiated by the Muslim terrorists in the surrounding countries. Again, I'm not saying Israel's innocent of everything and they're perfect and they're puritanical. I'm talking about this one issue here where we're only really getting one side of the story. No mention of the fact that Hamas is firing rockets from homes and civilian populations? Into an area where two million people are densely packed into just 141 square miles. No mention of Hamas's use of hospitals, schools, and mosques to store their weapons? Right, this and, is that, and that, again, that's why they store them there. Because they know that, two things, Israel's less likely to strike a school, a mosque, or a hospital, okay, because of the, the PR, and obviously they don't want to do that. If they do, mission accomplished either way because then they get their then they get their um, their um, press. They can oh it's the atrocity of, of of Israel. It's just like when they went into the Al Aska Mosque after they had, you know, thrown all these stones and done all this terrorist activity to provoke the cops. The cops had no choice but to go to the mosque, and then they're there waiting, filming for all the atrocities that supposedly are being committed unprovoked by the Israeli police, even though it was totally provoked. It's the same MO. They're deceivers. They're liars. We're gonna talk about that aspect of their religion uh shortly. We're gonna we're gonna look at that, how um, anything to advance the cause of Islam, they are permitted to do. This is what the media is telling the world. Are we going to sit back and watch these lies? Share this video. Don't sit back. Let's defend Israel together. Okay, this land of Gaza was given back to um, the, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to refer to them as, the Palestinian Authority, uh, basically through the Oslo Accords in 1994. And at that point, much of this strip, there was a lot more history before that, but at that point, much of the strip came under Palestinian control. Now it's controlled by Hamas and Hezbollah, which was two of the most radical, evil, wicked, satanic sects of Islam. Okay, so there is never going to be peace there. They do not want peace. They want absolute total eradication of them. Okay, that's, and the Palestinian Authority at that time was led by Yasser Arafat. Chose Gaza City as, as its first provincial headquarters. In September of 1995, Israel and the PLO signed a second peace agreement ending the Palestinian Authority, extending the Palestinian Authority to most West Bank towns. In other words, they're giving them they gave them the land, they gave them more land, um, but, you know, they at the same time they were building up their own barrier because they realized they had, you know, terrorists that wanted to kill every one of them on the other side. Now, I'm not saying everybody in the Palestinian, in Gaza, is a, is a terrorist. I'm saying a lot of them are, though. I mean, it's controlled by Hamas and Hezbollah, essentially. You couldn't really ask for, a, you know, much worse. Um... And then it, I'm, I'm reading the history of, of, of the whole thing. It, it's a mess. It's, there's no doubt it's a mess. But I wanted to give you a little bit of, of backstory on it. Now, last um, one here is why did Israel strike Gaza? Now, we've already kind of covered this. But just to reiterate it a little bit, another 
a uh, very short little video on this. Shame on Israel for destroying a media building in Gaza. Israel bombs Gaza. This is what the media is telling you about and the conflict. Crisis. But it's showing all the media saying, again, they're ignoring all the stuff I just covered conveniently. And it's just Israel bombed Gaza. They're killing innocent civilians and women and children uh, because they're so bloodthirsty, you know. And it's just they're showing news report after news report worldwide of this uh, narrative being portrayed. Not just that. This video will shock you because I'm about to expose some vicious fake news. The Al Jala Tower in Gaza that just got bombed housed AP and Al Jazeera. That's right. true. But it was also AP and Al Jazeera. Now that was the one that everybody went nuts over. You 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 knocked down the building with Associated Press in it and Al Jazeera, which is basically like Muslim. But AP is no different. It's going to be very, very pro-Muslim uh, biased reporting. But then again, okay, so let me just back up here. Okay. True, but it was also used as a Hamas intelligence base. AP denies it. Their CEO quickly said that they had been in this building for 15 years and saw no indication of Hamas activity in that building whatsoever. We are like they're going to be truthful about that. And then this, this is the head of AP. He says, we're shocked and horrified. And horrified that the Israeli military would target and destroy the building, housing AP's bureau and other news organizations in Gaza. That's what they claim today in 2021. But in 2014, a journalist in the region reported for the Atlantic that AP staff literally witnessed Hamas launching rockets right beside their office. And so AP staff in 2014 witnessed Hamas right next to their office and again this is why they do it because they know that Israel is less likely to strike back at a at a building that's housing the Associated Press Al Jazeera a hospital a mosque a school that's why they do it because they're stinking demon-possessed cowards that's always their MO their modus operandi that's how they operate they didn't report it. Moreover, he reports that Hamas fighters would burst into Gaza's AP burnout, aka that building, and would threaten the staff. The AP, again, didn't report this. No. Later, AP's own spokesperson, Colford, confirmed that armed Hamas militants entered AP's Gaza's office in the early days of the Gaza war in 2014 to complain about a photo they took that shows the location of a rocket launcher. And as you guessed, AP did not report this too. Not only that, Obama's former spokesperson, Tommy Vader, tweeted that he's sure that Hamas officers were in that building. Now this is Obama's guy here. This is a tweet from him. Last thought on this. I'm sure Hamas officers were in that building and they purposely collate oper they co-locate operations with civilians. He says, but that is not a new problem. Um, so, let me, let me just, I'm trying to read. In other words, it's, it's not a new problem. This is what they do. They're evil. They're cowards. They, they co, um, what, how do you call it? Co-locate. They cohabitate with hospitals, with mosques, with, um, schools. Now with news reporting agencies, because they know that either way they win. Number one, it's a less likely target that they know Israel's going to strike back at. And if they do strike back, oh, well, we got our headlines now. Oh, you took out AP. You took out a school. You took out a mosque when they were storing all their weapons there or they had that that was their headquarters. 
That's what cowards do. They hide behind women and children in, in these types of places, hospitals. A former Obama spokesperson, when he was asked how does he know that, he responded that he spoke with people who worked in that building. So he, this is a former Obama guy. He spoke with people who worked in the building to confirm that they were cohabitating there, Hamas. But we're only getting one side of the story. Oh, when that happened, oh, that's it, that's it. I mean, it's it's over. I mean, there's Israel has no defense against this, never. Are you still with me? Do you understand what's going on here? Media outlets choose to hide the truth from you, maybe because of threats, but then they choose to just put the blame on Israel for rightly destroying a building used by Hamas, because it's so much easier for them. Blaming Israel equals more rating to them. AP even called to investigate Israel, even though they know the truth themselves. This is unacceptable. If your journalists are in danger and your only way to keep them safe in Gaza is to lie, Get them out of Gaza. Yeah. Don't comply and let a terrorist organization tell you what you can or can't report. Take a look at this. I mean, think about it. If Hamas and Hezbollah control Gaza, okay, they're the head honchos. They're the big cheese. They're the top banana. Okay, I forgot. Well, don't you think the way that they are, how evil and savage and wicked that they are, you're going to have to play by their rules if you go there. You're going to have to do what they say. And there's... And, this is exactly what you would expect from some satanic devil death cult to do. From Gaza. And then this is an old video from Gaza, their TV. It says a missile, this lady is a reporter or something. She says a missile was launched from our place and she looks behind her. It was launched from here and she's laughing about it. No, from under our building. I don't know how you launch a missile from under our building, and I'm, I'm assuming that's the AP Al Jazeera building. How many was the missile that was launched from a place, from our place, a grad, meaning a type of missile, I guess? She's on live TV having this conversation. The missile was just launched now. This reporter is casually telling her colleagues that Hamas is firing rockets underneath their billet. Yeah. Does this look normal to you? <laughs> Guys, I ask you to share this video. People must know what's yeah, going on. That's what I'm saying. I, listen, guys, I'm really trying to be have balance regarding the subject. And I've been following this. I've reported on the atrocities of Islam for decades. And at the same time, I'm also calling out all the way or as much of the wicked zionist stuff that's going on from the kabbalah loving upper end illuminati uh synagogue of satan jews like netanyahu and the rothschilds and, and the rockefellers and these types of people and george soros and them so i'm trying to have balance regarding the subject uh, i know i'll probably lose a lot of listeners from putting this information out you know i'm you know sorry but i'm gonna put this out because I've gotten a lot of emails from my listeners. Most of my listeners that, that I've gotten feedback from were kind of um, either they're very adamant that Israel's just pure evil and that and that they have no right to defend themselves, or they're a little misled on the whole subject. And I'm here more to reach out to those that are kind of misled that actually want to see the other side of the story because I don't really think I'm going to reach my other listeners that are vehemently against anything israel does and i'm trying to make 
as good of a case as I can to show you what's really going on here. Uh, then we read the report below, and please ask yourself the question, would any Muslim state ever do the same for Israel? And again, aid begins entering Gaza. They're sending them aid, okay, through Israel's Karum Shalom as ceasefire holds the times of Israel. Okay, so they're sending them aid. Would, is, would Hamas or Hezbollah ever do the same have any compassion whatsoever on any injured israelis no the only thing they would do if they could get access to injured israelis is they would go in there and probably torture them and if they could probably rape and sodomize them and then kill them because they're savages and i will make no ex uh, apologies for these demon possessed savages Going further, the ceasefire between um, Israel and the Palestinian terrorists in Gaza was holding Saturday as humanitarian aid began to enter the enclave about 11 after 11 days after the conflict, as thousands of displaced Palestinians returned to their homes. Um, the Israelis also began to resume normal life. International focus turned to the reconstruction of the bomb shatter. They act like they just bombed the whole thing, which is a lie. They didn't bomb the whole thing. Convoys of lorries carrying aid began passing into gaza through the kareem shalom crossing it after it was reopened in israel much bringing much needed medicine food and fuel again if there weren't rockets constantly flying from gaza israel wouldn't even be attacking them okay it's what you always got to look at the source of things israel temporarily reopened both now am i not saying it, uh, netanyahu doesn't love this of course because anything that is on a war footing keeps that devil in office from what I've seen and probably a lot of his cronies because war is the biggest racket in politics and government and it's it's a it's a method used to consolidate control usually into the hands of a dictator and I would put Netanyahu as right right I mean look at the look at all the other stuff they're dealing with with the vaccine passports and almost forced vaccination there or, or else you just can't live any kind of life whatsoever we've reported on that a lot so again, it's 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 complicated. It's a, there's a lot of facets to this. Um, but anyway, this was allowing many truckloads of desperately needed fuel, medical equipment, and animal feed into the enclave, according to Israel's military liaisons in the Philistines. Another um, organization made a statement. They said Hamas has fired thousands of rockets at Israeli civilians, and this has been going on for decades and decades and decades. Okay, hundreds of thousands. Can you imagine? This isn't about evictions, annexation, or two states. Meaning, this is not about that for Hamas or Hezbollah. It's not about Palestinians or a better future for them. No, it's not. Because 20% or a third of the rockets are falling inside of Gaza, killing their own people. They don't care about that. And that's not even reported on. It's about Hamas wanting to terrorize Israelis destroy Israel, kill as many of them as they can, and gain power for itself and its Iranian backers. That's true. Okay, so we talked about Yasser Arafat, which was the first leader in the Palestinian Authority when they were given that land back by Israel, the, the Gaza Strip, okay? I just gave you some of the history on that. So what did old Yasser Arafat have to say about israel okay president of the palestinian authority from 1996 nobel peace prize in 1994 huh. 
this devil from the pit of hell said, this is Yasser Arafat, we plan to eliminate the state of Israel and establish a purely Palestinian state. We will make life unbearable for the Jews by psychological warfare and population explosion. Now, the psychological warfare is the hundreds of thousands of rockets and threat of terror strikes that all Israelis live under 24-7. That's called psychological warfare. It's also called real warfare as well. They, that's their goal. And to breed them out of existence essentially just because we're going to have more babies. We Palestinians will take over everything, including all of Jerusalem. The victory march will continue until the Palestinian flag flies in Jerusalem and all of Palestine. Whoever stands by a just cause cannot possibly be called a terrorist. See, this is their lying devil tenant of Islam that they get into. Whoever stands by a just cause, it's not just, it's totally satanic and evil. But in Islam, it's called just. They can't possibly be called a terrorist. Well, let me, I'll get into that concept in a second. Let me, let me give you a couple more quotes and then I'll get into that. Yasser Arafat, we will not bend or fail until the blood of every last Jew from the youngest child to the oldest elder is spared is spilt to redeem our land when did god ever give them this land i know he gave it to the jews way back okay and they've been regathered now and i understand they're not serving god i get it they're getting ready to bring in their antichrist they're praying for him to come they're getting ready to rebuild the third temple to institute um animal sacrifice again they're getting ready to make that covenant with the Antichrist for seven years, like the Bible talks about in Daniel. They're getting ready for all that. So they're they're deluded right now. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the full, fullness of the Gentiles come in. The Bible explains it that way in the New Testament, in Romans. We're going to get into those verses. Then, another quote from Arafat. Peace for us means the destruction of Israel. Now remember, this was the first, basically like the first president, leader of the Gazan Strip. Okay, Gaza. Through the PLO, Yasser Arafat. When they got it back in, was 95, I think I said. Right off, and and. The guy they installed it, you would think he'd be kind of like pro-Israel. Like you'd think, well, wow, we just got this land back. Maybe we should kind of watch our mouths. Maybe we should be thankful. No, 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 no. Peace for us means the destruction of Israel. We are preparing for an all-out war, a war which will last for generations, and it has. Hundreds of thousands of rockets have been launched from there. And, and elsewhere, and, and other places too. God's is just probably the worst. So am, am I giving you a little more perspective on this? On this? Where we just don't look at whatever we're being told by a given maybe ministry that has a total axe to grind against Israel because they don't believe that they're even real. They believe it's fake, a fake Israel. None of them are real. Okay. Well, boy, like I said, you got to do a lot of biblical gymnastics to 
And we're going to look at that. We're going to look at some of the biblical gymnastics they got to overcome a little bit later. I don't want to get too far into that right, right this sec. But Now, Muslims will do and say anything in order to advance Allah's agenda. Quran, in the Quran, uh, chapter 3, verse 54, it says, Allah schemed against them, meaning the unbelievers. And that would be Jews, uh, anybody who's not Muslim, okay? So Allah schemed against them, the unbelievers, and Allah is the best of schemers. Did you, did you see a lot of scheming? A lot of really slime bag, evil, devil, low down, dirty dog scheming that I just described, which is standard fare from Islam. It's just modus operandi, way they operate, man. It's just what they do. Yeah. Well, Allah was the best of schemers. The Arabic word here used for scheme or plot is makira, which literally means deceit. If Allah is deceitful toward unbelievers, then there is little basis for denying that Muslims are allowed to do the same. Okay. And it gives more Bible verses to back there. Not Bible, I'm sorry. Quranic verses, 830 and 1021. There's even links to them here. From another Muslim unholy writing, the Hadith, we read. In Bukhari 52, verse 269, it says, quote, the prophet said, war is deceit. Well, they're always at war. Hamas, Hezbollah are always in perpetual war with Israel. War is deceit. Did I show you anything deceitful today about how Islam operates in Gaza and how they try to manipulate the press and how they, you know, what they did in the mosque, in the Alaska mosque? provoking everything and then running into the mosque and acting like their little boat peep and having their little film crew right there to make sure they capture when the police come in after they were forced to do so. That's just one example. I, I probably gave you at least 10 good, solid, 15, I don't know, maybe more, examples of their deceit today on how they operate. The Muslims have proclaimed jihad or holy war against the Jews in America. A major part of the war is deceit. They are liars and admit to this in their own writings and other unholy books. Muslims are allowed to lie to unbelievers in order to, to defeat them. The two forms of lying are takira, takia, which is saying something that, is, that isn't true, or kit, kitman, which is lying by omission. And again, that's all they do because they're of their father, the devil, and he was a liar from the beginning. Allah's the the pagan moon god. That's who Allah is. It's not God. They refer to, like put, like put Allah on the same level as God. No. From antiquity, Allah was the pagan moon god, and they repackaged him for Islam and turned him into whatever God, which is a total lie from the pit of hell. I've got into that before. The actual true history of Islam. Not the same God of the Bible. Then we have this. Islam has massacred over 669 plus million non-Muslims since 622 AD. Only 660, oh, what, probably at least 670 million non-Muslims by now, since this was written. In fact, no ideology, no religion has has 
been as genocidal as Islam. Catholicism would probably be the second with the atrocities they've committed. But I don't believe they've, they've killed as many. No, Islam is the number one murderer since its devil inception. And this is a whole report that goes into and documents this. I'll just read you a little bit of it. The website below keeps track of their current death toll, but there's no real way to do this as they kill so many in so many places. You just can't keep track of all their murdering, pillaging, raping. Now they love to rape animals and humans and little boys and little girls. They love goats and donkeys, two of their favorite ones. Yeah. I remember I, I read this one report out of Morocco. I, I think I read it online. And I'm sorry, this is this is like mature content. I'm sorry. But how there was this one donkey in this one village in Morocco. And how, and this is how demon-possessed they are. In some way, shape, or form, the men in this village found this donkey irresistible sexually. They would make comments like, oh, he's so beautiful and he's so wonderful, or whatever. I don't know if it was a f female or male. I don't know, because they could have sodomized them. Who knows? I don't know. And they literally could not resist. So they were raping this donkey, like, all the time. And it turned out, and I don't know whether it was them giving the donkey something and then the donkey giving it back to the men, but a ton of them got all these STDs. And they had to get treatment for all their STDs because they were raping this stinking donkey. This is the type of demon-possessed savage. Now, in the Old Testament, you take, you take somebody that commits bestiality, you take them out, straight out, you kill them. You kill them. Man or woman, they're dead. They're gone. There's no recourse. There's no, oh, I'm begging for whatever. If you're that far gone, look up the dancing boys of Afghanistan where they bring in these little boys and groom them and, and dress them up like women and they all sit around like leches, you know, 50 guys, 100 guys in a room and watch them dance with all like the little veils and they're dressed up like little Arabic girls or women. And all the guys bid on them at the end of the night to see who's got enough money to actually own them so they can be their, like their little sex slave. How the taxi drivers brag about going around the cities in like Pakistan and, and Afghanistan and oh, they say they're on their lunch break and they see a whole bunch of little street urchin boys because the, fa the, the family unit there is so beyond messed up for obvious reasons. And then oh, they'll go and rape a, two or three boys on their lunch break and then get back in the thing and say, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. And that's their culture. Or the Chai Tea Boys of Afghanistan. Again, little sex slaves that they bring in and they, they make prepare them tea and then they're also their little sex slaves. And, and our troops, were, when we were over there in America, they witnessed all this garbage. And a lot of them were like, I don't want to, this is so evil. This is so wicked. What is going on? I mean, these people are, are so far gone. So see, I'm not going to defend them because that is Islam to me. So you're never, ever going to see me on the side of Islam. It's never going to happen. Anyway, let me repeat that again. 
They keep they keep keep track of all the murdering, pillaging, raping of animals and humans, acid attacks on women, genital mutilation of little girls, and yes, the sex crimes are legion, with child rape and bestiality being just a couple of their specialties. They have committed thirty nine thousand. I just got this update last night. Thirty nine thousand two hundred and twenty six jihad attacks since nine eleven. Can you imagine if this was Christianity, and we had committed thirty nine thousand? All Christians on planet Earth would be locked up in prison and or executed. But they can just, because they're wicked and evil, and because now evil is good and good is evil, they can commit 39,226 jihad attacks since 9-11 and get away with it for the most part. They're pretty much thriving. But yes, they're obviously good people. Yeah, overall. Islam has killed more than five times the number of people killed by communism. The number of Christian martyred Christians martyred by Islam in Africa was nine million at the time of this writing. And here's all the these are all like where they're getting these statistics from. It's it's heavily referenced, is what I'm trying to tell you. A rough estimate by Raphael Moore in History of Asia Minor is that another 50 million Christians died in wars by Islamic Jihad. 50 million. 80 million Christians killed by Muslims during the 500 years in the Balkan states. Hungary, Ukraine, and Russia. In the Balkan states of Hungary, Ukraine, and Russia. Oh, only, only another 80 million Christians killed there? Oh, yeah. Nothing to see here. Nothing to report on. So if we add up just those three figures, which is just a fraction of the total death toll of um, Islam has had on Christians, that's 139 million Christians slaughtered by the religion of peace, Islam. So you see why I'm a little bit passionate about this subject? Here's all the links to all this stuff. Go go to go to thereligionofpeace.com. I gotta stop there because um, I'm totally over on time, but I'm gonna continue this in the next uh, part because I, I I really feel like this is a I haven't done a study on this in a long time, uh, and it's it's overdue. I need to, I need to do this. So God bless you, and we will see you in part two.